the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It ain't over yet, but it sure doesn't look good. Uh, The Trump campaign will be taking this election to court, as I'm sure you've been following. Uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, maybe Arizona, Nevada, who knows. But if Trump's going to win this, it's going to have to be with the help of some judges, maybe lots of them. And it's not going to happen soon. He thinks there was cheating. There probably was. I mean, come on, if you've been following this, uh, the numbers and uh, a lot of the stuff just doesn't make sense. It's just about whether he can prove it and if the cheating made a difference. It's one thing to catch people cheating, but if it's a few votes and it didn't affect the election, it's not going to make any difference. Lots of strange things out there, though, especially back east in Philadelphia. And in our second half hour, uh, I'm going to talk to a guy who wrote a story today, John Daniel Davidson from The Federalist. He wrote a story about just what a slimy, dirty place Philadelphia is when it comes to politics. You're not going to believe uh, some of the stuff that goes on down there, including a guy who got out of prison and helped get some judges elected to the Philadelphia Common Ple- uh, Court of Common Pleas, and those guys might actually be involved in some of the decisions made when it comes to this uh, vote counting down there. It's just uh, you're going to be in shock when you hear about this uh, this guy and what goes on down in Philadelphia. If you had any doubts about whether there's been cheating going on for the last few days, you won't anymore after you hear this story. Meanwhile, what was uh, this election all about? Uh, I mean, we I guess it's not over yet, so we don't really know for sure. But I heard a take on it last night on Tucker Carlson's show by Jason Whitlock of Outkick.com, and I think he nailed it. Listen. Jason Whitlock has thought a lot about this sort of fantastic piece about it. Today's with Outkick.com, of course. We're happy to have him on tonight. Jason, thanks for coming on. So what... You've thought about it. What do you think we've learned about the differences between the campaigns and their voters? Yeah, I think this 2020 election is a parable about the power of love versus the power of hate. And I think, and again, I'm not talking about Donald Trump and Joe Biden and specifically. They're not the parable of love and hate. I'm talking about their supporters. And Donald Trump's support is coming from people who love Donald Trump who unconditionally love Donald Trump to the point that they will risk their health and go maskless to rallies of thousands of people. They'll risk their reputations and be accused of being racist and sexist. They'll risk their safety in terms of being attacked by Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They love Donald Trump. Biden supporters hate Donald Trump. That is their energy source. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And so this is about, can you take hate and turn that into something that's a winning formula for you? Is hate a more powerful motivation for a base of supporters? And is that how we're gonna be deciding elections and deciding who we support? Can we rally enough hate of the opponent to win an election? I think it's a, a sad statement about where we are Uh, in this society and as it relates to politics. I think it's a sad statement on where we are in terms of our relationship. This was a country founded on Judeo-Christian values and we are moving completely away from that. God is the embodiment of love and we're a society that seems to be embracing and favoring hate and empowering hate. And if this election swings for Biden, it's a statement about hate and its power to conquer love if supported by what I believe is corruption. I don't know if you can sound it up any, or sum it up any better than that. That's uh, Jason Whitlock. You can find him at uh, Outkick.com. I'd like to get him on the show here sometime. He blocked me on Twitter a long time ago, several years ago. And, uh, I, you know, I don't remember what it was about. I think I disagree with him on something, so he said he blocked me. But um, I still like to get him on. And... Uh, He's just, uh, I think he's, he's, he's one of the smartest guys out there when it comes to this stuff. 
and he's black, and he um, uh, a lot of um, a lot of his, he, he's not a big fan of Colin Kaepernick, and uh, he does he just trashes Black Lives Matter, and of course that makes him um, unpopular with a lot of the media. But anyway, he's right. Uh, there there probably aren't twelve people in the country who actually voted for Joe Biden. They all voted against Donald Trump. And you know what? You get what you vote for. And and you know another thing, nobody can blame Donald Trump for making the Biden campaign prove its legitimacy. And for that matter, nobody can blame the uh, Republicans in the Senate for making Biden uh, prove his legitimacy. Uh, the Democrats did it to Trump for four years. And while he's still uh, president, Trump, I mean, uh, while he's still president, he, he should make sure that the Biden family is well investigated. And here's a question. Who's going to be the first in the media to ask the big guy who the big guy is in Hunter's emails? And another question might be, uh, will the bookies be taking bets on the over-under for how, uh, how many years Biden will actually be able to serve as president? I put the over-under at two, and I would bet the under. And another question, of course, will be, who's going to be the first to ask uh, the big guy where Hunter is? How's he doing? Uh, have you spoken to him lately? Blah, blah, blah. We'll see. The media will let that just disappear. It'll have to be uh, the it'll have to be talk radio, and it'll have to be uh, the conservative media, whatever's left of it, because Fox doesn't seem to be uh, hanging in there too well. Anyway, as bad as I think uh, Biden and Kamala Harris will be for the country, guess what? People like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are great for the talk show business. So there's that. Stick around. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. Originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. Kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stoggerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. 
Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. In the know, I'm Andy Solomon. Surprise medical bills may result from emergency situations where the patient is unable to choose their medical transport company, hospital, or doctors. Here's Dr. Mitch Elkind, American Heart Association president, with more. The average surprise medical bill is over $600 and may amount to thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. The American Heart Association is urging lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to address this issue now. We're leading a national campaign encouraging patients to share their stories about receiving surprise bills with the hashtag IWasBilled. Patients should never have to worry about surprise medical bills instead of focusing on their care. For months, Congress has had comprehensive bipartisan legislation in hand that would shield patients and consumers from surprise medical bills. However, lawmakers have yet to move this critical legislation forward. Congress should act now to end surprise medical bills. For more on how you can urge Congress to act, visit heart.org slash surprise bills. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's Friday, and you know what that means. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, you know, I uh, I thought about giving the award to uh, about 70 or so million people. You know, that would be everybody who voted for Joe Biden to be president of the United States. Yeah, but that wouldn't be nice. Uh, and as usual... There are plenty of other candidates, but I settled on someone a couple of days ago. You've probably heard that uh, Donald Trump got a higher percentage of black and Hispanic vote than any Republican presidential candidate since 1960. Now, you would think that if everything were on the up and up, uh, that would have been a difference in him winning the election, because I've heard for a long time that if if they just increased that, uh, if they doubled it or even got uh, a a few percentage points more from the black vote, that would be the difference in the election. But – it didn't happen, and we don't know enough about how the votes actually were counted. Uh, we don't even know if Biden is legitimate yet, so we don't know exactly what the black contribution was. But anyway, the person who said this about black men who voted for Trump, I will never, ever forgive them for undermining the possibility to help their own people and their own communities. It is absolutely unconscionable. It is shameful. That Whoever said that has to win the award. And I don't know if I, this might not be her first uh, her first win, but it's it's a it's a win for this week's jerk of the week award winner Maxine Waters. Congratulations, the winner of the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, Maxine Waters, I think a, a very deserving winner of the Windows R Us uh, Jerk of the Week Award. She, uh, the, black um, voters, uh, black men, according to Maxine Waters, are not allowed to uh, think on their own, and they, they're not allowed to be independent thinkers. They have to do what the people uh, in black, quote-unquote, leadership tell them to do. People like Maxine Waters, uh, they get to tell young black men whether or not uh, they should vote for a guy who happens to be a Republican. That's just uh, it's not it's not good because the Democrats have done so much for the uh, for for black men over the last 50 or 60 years that uh, you couldn't possibly want to vote for somebody else. You know, try a different party. But that's that's Maxine. And uh, she's not the only one like that. There are plenty of them in the media saying the same thing. Uh, and um, uh, the, I, I, that's why I admire the, the black men who actually tell them to stick it and go vote for who they want. I don't care if they blow, uh, vote for Democrat or Republican, but they shouldn't vote for who and nobody should vote for who somebody else tells you to vote. Uh, and, and for her to say she's, she's, uh, she's not going to talk to them anymore or she doesn't like them or whatever it was she said, uh, 
Come on. She, and, and, and the, she's a walking advertisement for uh, term limits anyway. So there's a story here from that I had from um, – this is back uh, – when was it? This, this came from uh, back in August, I think it was, because uh, there was talk then. You know, we know what we're going through now, but this, this uh, story actually came from August 29th, so two months ago. And uh, it's the confessions of a voter fraud of a of, uh, yeah. Uh, he says I was a master at fixing mail mail in ballots. Imagine that. Now remember, this was written back in August, uh, and this guy he's a, a Democrat, a top Democratic operative, according to the New York Post, says uh, uh, that uh, voter fraud with mail in ballots is no myth. He says he knows this because he's been doing it. On a grand scale for decades. Now, uh, a lot of talk about this, even back in August, that this was going to be a problem. Too many people voting by mail. And uh, when uh, President Trump talked about it, the uh, the media would just say he was being paranoid. And the Democrats would say it was ridiculous. They probably somehow figured out that, that it was a racist for him to say it. But this political insider, and he was anonymous uh, he, because he's afraid of being prosecuted, said fraud is more the rule than the exception. How about that? Fraud is more the rule than it is the exception. His dirty work has taken him through the weeds of municipal and federal elections in Patterson, Atlantic City, Camden, Newark, Hoboken, and Hudson County. And uh, the story says his fingerprints can be found in local, legislative, mayoral, and congressional races across the Garden State. Remember, uh, when I come back after the break here in the second half hour, you're going to hear a story about uh, a guy named Ozzie Meyer. You're not going to believe this guy from Philadelphia, what he's gotten away with and what he's still doing uh, and, and how this guy is affecting, uh, has already affected possibly the vote count in, in Pennsylvania. But it, uh, this story says some of the biggest names and highest office holders in New Jersey have benefited from this guy's tricks, according to campaign records that the Post reviewed. So, the New York Post talked to this guy, and then they went and checked him out by uh, comparing what he said to what they could find in the records. And uh, it says that uh, they have they saw proof that uh, some of the biggest names and highest office holders in New Jersey have benefited from his tricks, according to campaign records that the Post reviewed. An election that is swayed by 500 votes, 1,000 votes, it can make a difference, the tipster said. It could be enough to flip states. Do you hear that? Could be enough to flip states. Just keep – remember, this, is, this story was uh, written by the Post back in August. Uh, the, the whistleblower, whose identity, rap sheet, and long history working as a consultant to various campaigns, again, were confor- confirmed by the Post, says he not only changed ballots himself over the years, but led teams of fraudsters – and mentored at least 20 operatives in New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, a critical 2020 swing state. You think? Pennsylvania, a critical 2020 swing state. Again, story written August 29th. There is no race in New Jersey from city council to the United States Senate that we haven't worked on, this guy says. I worked on a fire commissioner's race in Burlington County. The smaller the race, the easier it is to do. He's a big fan of Bernie Sanders. He says he has no horse in the presidential race. He said he felt uh, compelled to come forward in the hope that states would act now to fix the glaring security problems present in mail-in ballots. I don't think they've fixed it. Are you confident that what's happening in uh, Philadelphia with the uh, the votes being counted, do you think that's on the up and up? This is a real thing, he said. And there is going to be a effing war coming November 3rd over this stuff. If they knew how the sausage was made, they could fix it. This is what he said on August 29th. There's going to be an effing war coming November 3rd over this stuff. If they knew how the sausage was made, they could fix it. Said it back in August. Mail-in voting can be complicated, tough enough that 84,000 New Yorkers had their mailed Votes thrown out in the June 23rd Democratic presidential primary for incorrectly filling them out. For for political pros, they're a piece of cake. In New Jersey, for example, it begins with a blank mail-in ballot delivered to registered voter in a large envelope. Inside the packet is a return envelope, quote, a certificate of mail-in voter, which the voter must sign in the ballot itself. 
That's when the election rigor springs into action. The ballot has no specific security features like a stamp or a watermark, so the insider said he would just make his own ballots. I just put the ballot through the copy machine and it comes out the same way, the insider said. But the return envelopes are, quote, more secure than the ballot. You could never recreate the envelope, he said, so they had to be collected from real voters. He would have his operatives fan out going house to house, convincing voters to let them mail completed ballots on their behalf as a public service. The fraudster and his minions would then take the sealed envelopes home and hold them over boiling water. You have to steam it to loosen the glue. He then would remove the real ballot, place the counterfeit ballot inside the signed certificate, and reseal the envelope. Five minutes per, five minutes per ballot tops, he said. And then this insider said he took care not to stuff the fake ballots into just a few public mailboxes, but he sprinkled them around town. That way he avoided the attention that foiled a sloppy voter fraud operation in Patterson, New Jersey, council race this year, where 900 ballots were found in just three mailboxes. So that's uh, that's what was going on. This guy's talking about this back in August. And he says, in 2017, more than 500 in mail, uh, mail-in ballots in New York City never arrived to the Board of Elections for races that November, leaving hundreds disenfranchised that eventually were discovered in April 2018. And, uh, and he says, this guy says, you got to hit up the nursing homes. There are nursing homes where the nurse is actually a paid operative, this guy says, quote, and they go room by room to these old people who still want to feel like they're relevant. They literally fill it out for them. How about that? This was uh, this guy saying, uh, telling the New York Post this back on August 29th. Uh, and uh, he says all uh, he, sa- he says they're tricking incompetent and ill residents of nur- nursing homes into casting ballots for him. McCann, uh, there's a guy that was uh, the uh, insider pointed to former Jersey City Mayor Gerald McCann, who was sued in 2007 after a razor-thin victory for a local school board seat for allegedly tricking incompetent and ill residents of nursing homes. This guy, the the guy that the Post talked to, said it was uh, definitely something that goes uh, was going on and still going on now. And then, when all else failed, the insider says he would send operatives to vote live in polling stations particularly in states like New Jersey and New York that do not require voter ID. Pennsylvania also, for the most part, does not. I can tell you, I don't know about you, I voted right here in uh, in Pennsylvania on Tuesday, and nobody asked me for an ID. So they would actually send live human beings to polling stations to vote. And he says that the best targets were registered voters who routinely skip presidential or municipal elections Information which is information which is publicly available. You fill out these index cards with that person's name and district, and you go around the city and say, you're going to be him, you're going to be him, the insider said, of how he dispatched his teams of dirty tricksters. So he told them who they were going to be that day to vote. At the polling place, the fake voter would sign in, get online, and vote, the insider said. The imposters would simply recreate the signature that already appears in the voter roll as best they could, in the rare instance that a real voter had already signed in and cast a ballot, the impersonator would just chalk it up to an innocent mistake and bolt. This tipster said New Jersey homeless shelters offered a nearly inexhaustible pool of reliable, viable voters. They get to register where they live in, and they go to the polls and vote, he said. Uh, and Laughing at the roughly $174 per vote Mike Bloomberg spent to win his third mayoral term, he said he could have delivered the same result at a 70% discount. Like when Frank Poopy Rea, a real estate developer and Hoboken Nabob, was convicted last year on federal charges for paying low-income residents 50 bucks a pop to vote how he wanted during a 2013 municipal election. So are you getting all this? This is just one guy that they talked to, and this guy happens to be a New Jersey guy. When I come back, uh, you're going to hear about Ozzie Meyer, a real slime ball from Philadelphia who's been in jail He's been in Congress. He's been in the uh, General Assembly in Pennsylvania, and he's still fixing elections and, and uh, getting judges on the courts that are now fix, helping maybe to fix this election. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is calling for, in his words, every legal vote to be counted. 
President Trump raising concern about election officials in Philadelphia accepting mail-in ballots without the proper postmark, even duplicating some ballots. The counting continuing in four key battleground states. In Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, Democrat Joe Biden has pulled into the lead, but President Trump says he's not giving up the legal battle. If you're in South Florida, be alert. Forecasters say the storm called Eta is back over the Caribbean, where it's expected to strengthen into a tropical storm once again. It's expected to bring soaking rains, high winds, and heavy surf to Florida by early next week. On Wall Street, stocks finishing mixed. The Dow fell 66. The Nasdaq gained four, and the S&P 500 dropped one point. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Dan Proft. On the next Dan Proft show, Rabbi Dove Fisher on voter fraud. And will the left's long running coup attempt finally find success? We'll put that question to Hillsdale College's Michael Anton. All that's coming up on the next Dan Proft show. If you've got questions, we've got answers. The Dan Proft Show. Weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. The coronavirus pandemic and state-ordered restrictions on travel-related industries resulted in massive declines in passenger counts at airports nationwide. Pittsburgh International is no exception. So, is the worst over at Pitt? What is the propriety of continuing subsidies for airlines there? And what might be the fate of the airport's billion-dollar-plus terminal project? Learn more at AlleghenyInstitute.org where conventional public policy wisdom has been challenged since 1995. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Looking pretty busy on the outbound parkway west for Pit Bridge out to Carnegie. A lot of volume. It is moving, but a little slowly. Might take you an extra 10 minutes there. Inbound accident jams you up from 79 to approaching Green Tree. Crash blocks the right lane. On the inbound parkway, east delays from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. An outbound heavy from Bates Street to the tunnel. We've also got construction on William Penn Highway until 7 between Greensburg, Pike, and Beulah Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low of 42. Quite warm tomorrow with the temperature actually approaching the record of 78 from 1938. Mostly sunny with a high 74. 
Sunday, sunny and warm, with the temperature approaching the record of 76, set in 1881, with a high of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I don't know how anybody would be surprised to hear that there was cheating going on with uh, the vote counting in Philadelphia the last couple of days, but I had no idea uh, of just how slimy the political machine there is until I read a piece by John Daniel Davidson and Chris Bedford in The Federalist today. John Daniel Davidson is the political editor at The Federalist, and he joins us now. John, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So I I always like having you on, uh, and I know we only... (laughs) I know we only have 15 minutes, but uh, can you give me the quick Cliff Notes uh, version of who Ozzie Myers is before we get into what Ozzie's been doing? Uh, he's a former, a former congressman from Philadelphia who has a, quite a colorful history of uh, corruption and crime and bad behavior. He uh, got his start in the uh, political, the Democratic political machine in Philadelphia at a very young age uh, and, uh, you know, worked his way up through local offices to the Pennsylvania General Assembly in in the 1970s and then went to Washington uh, in uh, 1979. He was caught uh, in an FBI sting delivering $50,000 in bribe money and was expelled from Congress and went to prison. When he got out, uh, it looks like he went right back to doing what he'd done before, and in July of this year, he was charged with bribing a Philadelphia election judge to stuff ballots for his candidates. And, yeah, so uh, he's, and the point, he's, the point he's of been, telling his story is to illustrate how bad Philadelphia is when it comes to corruption uh, and bribery around elections. It's it's yeah, worth this is just this is just one guy, uh, and so but bribery and fixing elections were seem to be his favorite things, though Ozzy's favorite things. That's right, but uh, you know they—they—it's they, they, quite rampant. And uh, one of the things that we report in this piece is that the uh, the uh, court that the, the Trump campaign lawyers have to have to go before when they they find election issues or when they they think the law is being broken is the Philadelphia Common Pleas Court. That's the 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 uh, trial court there in the city of Philadelphia. And there are currently three judges that have not yet, yet been named that sit on that court um, that are involved in the bribing scheme that uh, Ozzie Myers uh, was caught was was involved in. Uh, now th- th- this is an ongoing investigation, uh, and there are there are many judges uh, in the Philadelphia Common Pleas Court, but it does involve uh, more than one of them. Uh, and, and of course, there was a, there was an elections judge who pled guilty to to this uh, uh, Dominic J. Demuro, who pled guilty in May uh, to stuffing ballot boxes uh, in the pay of Ozzie Myers. Uh, he did it in 2014, 2015, 2016. So this is not something that's way in the past. This is going on now. This is this is the reality in Pennsylvania. It's been the reality there for a long time. So it it, it gets kind of complicated, but. Uh and I suggest everybody go to the Federalist and read the story, but uh, Ozzie, so Ozzie actually played a role in the vote counting that's going on in Phil, still going on, I guess, in Philadelphia right now. Uh, there are judges involved, and in the story you don't name the judges, but, but he was involved in bribing the election officials to get those judges to become judges, right? He, he's under indictment for bribing... Um a state elections judge who I just mentioned for stuffing ballots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 he he also bribed officials to get some of these judges that sit on the Philadelphia Common Pleas Court uh, on the court. Uh, you know the 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 level. You know to to get on the court, you have to win an election. Pennsylvania, by the way, to get on Pennsylvania Supreme Court, you you have to win an election too. They have partisan elections right. for Supreme Court, which is one of the few states that do that. Uh, but yeah, too, yeah, this guy was involved in getting some of these judges on the court. Um, one of the judges that, that sits on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, uh, you know, his, his brother has been involved in some shady dealings uh, to get him elected. So this is, it, it goes right to the top in, in Pennsylvania and in Philadelphia, especially. One, one of these insiders that we talked to told us that the Philadelphia 
political machine is uh, not quite a machine. He said it's more, it has more in common with a living organism that doesn't need instructions to know how to breed. The thing just works. It's been that way for decades. It's just a fact of life in Philly. Yeah, could could you give us specifics about the? Uh, and I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to talk to you about this without uh, uh, because it's it's so complicated and so dirty. Um, but the, you mentioned that there's a, there's a there's someone sitting on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. How did Aussie play into that? Uh, th- th- that's a separate case. Uh, Aussie okay. didn't play into that. Aussie's involved with his, with his, the court in Philadelphia. Uh, with 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 one of these election judges and and with yep. at least three of the judges that are in the common pleas court, um, but look, this whole thing and this is why it's maybe hard to wrap your your brain around. The whole thing is so organic and it's so woven into the fabric of official life in Philadelphia that people who are part of the machine who participate in it aren't even they don't even think of it that in terms of corruption or in terms of being part of a political machine. It's just the way things are. Mm-hmm. So, yep. if, you know, you, you pay into it and your kid gets in trouble. Well, there's, there's, there's a lawyer that you can call uh, that's free uh, because that lawyer wants to become a judge someday. And so he's establishing that he's reliable with people who pay him to look after their own. Uh, th- this is, it, you know, uh, people make comparisons to... Uh, <laughs> to the Godfather and to these gangster mm-hmm. movies, but it's really a lot more mundane than that. It's, uh, you know, a lot of it is not, uh, you know, drug dealing and uh, drive by shootings. It's corruption. It's just petty, common corruption that pervades almost every aspect of official life in places like Philadelphia. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, just mentioned it here, but the, in the piece it's referred to as marketing expenses, for someone who wants to become a judge in Philadelphia, and that's what you just described there. Um, you get somebody in trouble. Um, if you get in trouble, you uh, pay uh, somebody, and uh, and you get your, you get your lawyer, and then eventually that lawyer becomes a judge, and he takes care of you because he knows that you paid the marketing expenses for somebody. And and, and he knows how he became a judge too. And so, you know, one guy told us, he's like, you can't, it's not like a crime that you can wiretap and get evidence. There's no phone call. There's no deal, he said. It's a system that they bought into years ago. And that's really what we're trying to capture here. It's a system of corruption. Uh, and that's what the machine is. So that the judges that, you know, that get to the point of being judges, uh, we're not able to get there without participating in this corrupt machine system. Um, and, and that's not to say, again, that every judge in the Philadelphia Common Police Court is corrupt or that every elections judge in, in Pennsylvania is corrupt, but just that this system pervades life and public life and official life in Philadelphia, and it has for decades and decades. And so th- this goes back a long time, and, and would Ozzie Myers, uh, the guy who you wrote about, would, he, would everybody in Philadelphia know who he is? Or I mean, not just everybody who's involved in the actual uh, uh, bribery and corruption, but is he just like is he a well-known figure in Philadelphia? I would think a lot of people in Philadelphia know who he is. We mentioned this that uh, a part of his story was told in the uh, 2013 movie American Hustle about an FBI sting uh, that sent four congressmen to prison in the 1970s. But uh, uh, you know, so that you know. That was his uh, his moment in the, in the spotlight, but he's been a fixture uh, in the Philadelphia scene for many years. And just circling back to what you mentioned about the Supreme Court uh, in, in Pennsylvania, I should mention the whole reason that Ozzie was caught, uh, he was caught as part of an election fraud investigation, uh, that, but he wasn't the target. The target was someone named John Doherty, who was a powerful mm-hmm. Philadelphia labor boss, and he was indicted in February of last year. Well, his younger brother, Kevin Doherty, was elected to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court in 2015 with help from the union that John Doherty uh, was in charge of. So that's yeah, so what let, I'm talking let, about. Let's go over that again. Yeah, that, uh, that's the one that really uh, jumped out at me, too. You got this union boss who's corrupt, and his younger brother <laughs> is now on the state Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, which, which is an elected right. uh, position, and... Um, he got there with a great deal of uh, support from the union that his criminal brother is in charge of. 
That's right. I mean, Sick. for people from this part of the country, nothing that we're saying is shocking or surprising. Uh, but obviously, most parts of the country don't work like Philadelphia. But that's how that's how things work in Philadelphia. And this guy that you're talking about, Ozzy Myers, he didn't just he wasn't just a fixer. He was also he was he made it to the General Assembly in Pennsylvania, and then he made it to Congress. And what happened to him in Congress? He got booted out, right, at the uh, the U.S. Uh, House. Yes, he got he got thrown out. He got expelled from Congress. He was the first congressman to be expelled from Congress since the Civil War, and he went to prison. Uh, and he he was expelled um, because he was caught uh, in these criminal deals. Uh, $50,000 in bribe money that he was trying to solicit from an FBI agent. Uh, and all of this came out and he was kicked out of Congress and went to prison, as I said. Um, but it didn't reform him because he went right back to doing this sort of stuff when he got out. Yeah, I mean, this was a while ago. He's he's he back out and he's 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 got his uh, tentacles on the uh, on what's going on now, possibly in Philadelphia with the presidential election. This guy who's been in prison and been in Congress and been in, it's, it's an unbelievable story. That'd make a movie about him. I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's stunning to me that this guy, and oh, there's another story about him. <laughs> uh, this, you know, this is great because, you know, I know you're not in Pennsylvania and we're talking to John Daniel Davidson. He's the political editor. At the, you're in Texas, right? That's right. Yeah. He, he's, you're at the, you're the, he's the political editor at the Federalist. So, here, you know, I'm dealing with this here in Pennsylvania, uh, and we're dealing with, you know, we're hearing about judges, uh, uh, judges, and we're hearing about uh, observers and all the stuff that's supposed to happen here with, with the counting of the votes. But uh, Ozzy's cousin got, got a job as an election judge while he was in prison. Is that true? That's right. That's right. His cousin, uh, who was involved in... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, in some criminal activity, uh, uh, got you know that was involved with in a union dispute. Um, he he ended up winning office as an election judge. As we mentioned, election judges run in partisan elections in Pennsylvania. Uh, while Ozzy was in prison, um, he 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 actually got he got. Uh, I should clarify. He got he won election as a, as an election judge while he was in prison and he assumed mm -hmm. office after he got out of prison uh and he pled the fifth to stealing ballots shortly after taking his job as an election judge um so this is this is uh again i don't know how many you know different ways you can illustrate how this machine works but it's the kind of machine that enables someone to get elected as an election judge while they're in prison and assume office in that position after they get released. And and, and again, we're we're not talking about people getting uh, uh, sneaking their way into some uh, city council position or uh, solicitors or you know some some city job that nobody cares about. The prothonotary. We're talking about people who are, as we speak, involved in the deciding who becomes president of the United States, right? I mean, that's, that's right. it's happening that's in Philadelphia. Why, that's why we go into so much detail trying to describe how this works in Philadelphia, because right now uh, the election hangs in the balance, and some of these political machines in places like Philadelphia and Detroit and Milwaukee uh, and Atlanta are playing an outsized role in a national election so that whatever dysfunction and corruption uh, is the uh, order of business is business as usual in Philadelphia has the potential to alter our, our presidential election. And so we think of the Americans should know how things work there. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani uh, was speaking outside of uh, the, the convention center in Philadelphia, I think is where they were counting the votes. And he said, it was yesterday, the day before he said, he talked about the, the machine and he said, it's not possible for a machine like this to not be corrupt. It's just, there's corruption everywhere. And then this, I think Rudy yeah. Giuliani would be somebody who would know about that. Um, and so he, if he's a guy who's been around politics as long as he has been, and a guy who's been a prosecutor and a mayor and everything else, and worked in a city and cleaned it up, 
he must just he must just look around at Philadelphia, Milwaukee, as you mentioned, these other places. He knows exactly what's going on, and and but yeah. the media don't don't seem to be all that interested in it. No, they're not. But I mean, you know, you have to be pretty naive um, to be a reporter in one of these cities or to be a politician um, in one of these cities and not know what's going on. And, you know, the idea that the news media would just pretend that everything is on the up and up in Philadelphia, where they're counting ballots uh, and uh, where where there's obvious irregularities going on and there's obviously reports of um, illegal practices, the idea that the media would just say, like, oh, no, this, this secretary of state told us that everything's fine and so everything's fine is laughable. Uh, uh, and it's, it, it's unbelievably naive. And, and, and I think most Americans see through it. So uh, this is uh, a great story, and uh, it's John, David De- uh, uh, John Daniel Davidson and Chris Bedford at The Federalist. Uh, you can check it out there at federalist.com. Um, and I, but, uh, John, how, uh, how hard was it for you to dig this up? I mean, did it, did it, was it, is it like right there for anybody who wants to go in and just dig around and be willing to write about it? Or was it uh, uh, something that was, you, know, you had to work hard to uncover? No, I mean, that's the crazy thing, that these stories are not, like, hidden in a vault somewhere. Uh, Any member of the media could have written this story if they had been curious and put in a little effort. My colleague Chris Bedford was in Philadelphia and talked to some people there. uh, And, uh, you know, I worked with him uh, remotely from here in Austin, Texas, making phone calls. Uh, but, but these are stories that are there for the taking. And the only reason that the mainstream media doesn't report on these things is because they run against the mainstream media's narrative and their entire goal, which is to get Democrats elected to office. Whether they recognize it or not, they're part of this machine. <laughs> they just may not be getting cash payouts like election judges in Philadelphia, uh, but they play their role. And their role is to maintain this narrative that uh, Joe Biden's going to win fair and square. Uh, well, Joe, B- Joe Biden may win, but it can't be fair and square in places like Philadelphia and Detroit, as Rudy Giuliani said, because these places can't help but be corrupt. They've been corrupt for a long, long time. Yeah, and uh, it's a great story. I really, uh, really liked it. I mean, it, it makes me not trust anything that happens anywhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> after reading it, but especially anything coming out of Philadelphia. Nobody should believe anything that ever comes out of Philadelphia ever again. Uh, but I, I appreciate you coming on, John. It's a great story. Great piece. Well, I, I appreciate the chance to talk about it. Thank you. Okay. And uh, that's John Daniel Davidson. Please check the story out. Go to thefederalist.com and read it. It's, it's actually kind of hard to just do it here on the radio, uh, but if you read it, it's just, it's just stunning. And these are the people who are having a uh, say about who becomes president. Be right Let's back. be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but nah, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. We're all thinking a lot about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. 
Pro-Tools.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yeah, that uh, that's pretty pretty scary. If you, if you see that story, this guy, this uh, Ozzy Myers character, I mean, he has been in the General Assembly of the uh, state of Pennsylvania, um, and he uh, also has been in the U.S. House of Representatives, and... Um, and he's been in prison, and he's gotten out, and he's still, I mean, he was in prison a long time ago. He's not a young guy. He's been doing this for a long time. He, he got out, and uh, he's still doing it. He's still bribing people, and, he, and he's down there now. Um, he's down there in Philadelphia getting involved in what's going on here uh, with, the, with the presidential election. Meanwhile, before, I got to go, uh, and I got about a minute left here, but I I can't go without mentioning that uh, the governor of um, Governor Baker of Massachusetts uh, has issued an order that's effective uh, November sixth, which is when uh, today, right? Yeah, November sixth, requiring face masks or cloth face coverings in all public case uh, places, even where they are able to maintain six feet of distance from others. This means outside. The revised order still allows for an exception for residents who cannot wear a face covering due to a medical or disabling condition, but it allows employers to require employees to provide proof of such a condition. It also allows schools to require that students participating in in-person learning provide proof of such a medical disabling position uh, condition. So they are saying that... Um, you have to wear a mask now in Massachusetts. I guess this is the whole state, right? This is what we're talking about. Uh, you know, we're going to have a new president maybe, but uh, we're still going to have the stupidity on the state level, and uh, it may never end. It, I, I don't know. Uh, but this is the end of the week, and uh, we got through it. And who knows what we'll be talking about on Monday. But I'm glad you listened this week. Thanks to Mike and Darren for helping out, and I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.